0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG
1: 13. G. shawn J. Will, and Max. The podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN 2, presented by Progressive Insurance. I have to tell you, Jay Will, along here with Max Kellerman and Harry Douglas, filling in for Keyshawn today. What a great evening, and what a great day for me. As a guy that was on the Jumbotron and City Field for the opening. Pump-up ceremony last night. Look, it's Curtis To to You can call me whatever you want, Max. Name calling doesn't affect me. Doesn't phase me at all right now for my Open. Getting a win last night against this snobbish Yankees fan, Max Kellerman, makes me feel so good, Harry, that this morning I decided to put on my honorary Mets jersey, come into work, and Max's face when he saw me talking about Escobar, talking about Francisco Lindor, talking about... Diaz down the stretch, talking about all the errors that the Yankees had. What a great day for me. Let's go Mets. Let's go Steve Cohen. And then Scherzer on the mound tonight. Oh, it is a good day to be a Mets fan, Max. Are you okay?
2: Yeah, whatever. What game? So all I remember is, (laughs) all I remember Harry Douglas is Aaron Judge with his 38th home run in the first inning. Anthony Rizzo with another shot. And then I went to sleep. I don't know the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I refuse to talk oh, about. Oh, you don't this. want to talk
1: about you don't want to talk about what happened after that? No. You want to talk don't. about Marte I, I, getting I, I, a I, I, Marte getting home run. Uh, Marte
3: started off. Marte, there you Marte go. started off. Then you had Francisco Lador with a double? Yep. And then you had um, uh uh Alonso. came up in, Yanks and, were
2: snake bit last night. They had a weird throwing error from Josh hey, Donaldson. Listen, 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 they, listen. they they, uh, they uh, almost uh, hit a grand slam uh, to win it. What about the Yankees? It's
1: not about the it Yankees. It's always about it's the not, Yankees. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not it about is. the Yankees as, right now. As, as, Keyla, I, was, and, Herifin, as I was saying, Jay Wilson, then
3: Eduardo Escobar came over and hit that two-run shot. Boom. Boom. And then you had that error by Josh Donaldson. Oh, my God. Come on, oh Josh. Just God. throw the ball to first base. That, that's what you get paid to do. Mm-hmm. And listen, the
2: Mets have a very impressive closer. He's the second-best relief pitcher in New York City. That's very good. Very high standard to be the second-best closer in New York. Everyone's talking about he has the best closer in New York, except that he has a higher ER a higher whip uh, than than uh, Clay Holmes, who's the <laughs> Yankees closer. <laughs> this is the pathetic thing you
4: would do. You
1: would try to shift the conversation. <laughs> Who a to who's, a the who's a better closer? Who's the Yankees closer? I said the Yankees. Who's the better closer? Ah, who's the better? I just don't like the way people L. take it on the chin. I hate the L. I don't want to take, it, take it, it on the chin. <laughs> you hold that L. No, Damn. I'm holding the W. That's right. City. Let field me tell you how bad. Let me tell you how bad it is.
2: people have some we showed s- up. Have some pity. I was there. On Yankees fans today, have some sympathy. 80. Think about this. Oh, Think yeah. about this. Oh, the championships! Think about this for the Yankees. Back in the
1: '20s when we the won Yankees the World Yankees Series, the Yankees
2: have the all-time wins record in a single season, 125. Because the regular season record is whatever the Mariners have that, the but the Yankees bounced Yankees a, bounced yeah, them all out of the world and we won get the World it. It. Series. You leave with that every so Yankees 125. Second. The Yankees won the World Series in '98, greatest team of all time. And at a certain point this year, I thought that this Yankees team. Would be able to win 126 games. Do you realize? Not only is that probably not going to happen now, they barely have the best team in baseball now. Barely.
1: By the way, can I just tell you a moment for me? What's that? Watching the first inning, even though Aaron Judge, you know, hit that. I mean, that thing. 38th. deep. Yeah, deep. The amount of that. The lack there. There were boos, right? Mm-hmm. But it was softer.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's New York. It was softer
1: than other players that came up to the plate. Oh I yeah, was yeah. like, ooh, they want him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If the Mets get saying, Aaron Judge. I'm not saying we're going to make moves for him and Juan Soto, but I'm saying just the fact that it lingers over If the Mets head.
2: get Aaron Judge, I will petition Hal Steinbrenner to change his last name. Can't call yourself a Steinbrenner if Aaron Judge walks out the building and goes to the Mets. And it
3: and would it never FEDS happen with George the Steinbrenner. The, stretch, man. I mean, the, the trumpet. The yeah, trumpet, man. man. But I, th- I think the situational baseball really, really did get the Yankees last night, man. Sitting there watching it, I'm saying to myself, my goodness, uh, you have first and third, and you have a runner get picked off at first base with one out. Now that was the second out. Isaiah Connor
2: had, Falefa is usually a heads up player. That's an unusual play. Yeah, for that, him. Was,
3: that was insane. And the bases are loaded, 3-0 count. When Walker had thrown seven balls in a row, he walked Judge previously, and he got Anthony his pitch. Rizzo, he almost hit it out. Yeah, I understand Max, but almost doesn't count. But that that you you take the pitch
2: there. I it's wish 3-0. let's say almost counts today. <laughs> let's just pretend and Look, the Yankees I'm won the game. I'm not going to tell you I'm,
1: I'm happy for the Mets win but we, we think about the fact that the Yankees 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position leaving 10 Th- runners but on. that's
3: why Jay I said they missed oh. a guy like I Giancarlo Stanton last you, night yeah. they really really missed a guy of his caliber because in those situations <laughs> listen you don't think the Mets would have been up poop creek without a paddle if Giancarlo Stanton is up the yeah. bat with the bases loaded or, or something like that you know I what I mean
1: I don't know Okay, I don't know. I'm not you gonna say know. that. I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do I don't know. know. Jay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know we we raise to the level of the competition. I didn't want the Mets to win last night because hey, I, wanted, yeah, I wanted, yeah, because I wanted the Braves to. So my my boy Andy Goldberg is the CMO of the Mets, and we talk about this all the time. And I'm like, man, I, I really want this win because I, I have to go into studio with Max tomorrow. He's like, I could care less about the Yankees. I care about the Braves, yeah. like the fact that we have to further advance our lead with the Braves because they're keep hot, believing they're he doesn't the care right about the
2: Yankees. Keep, well, keep he, believing he, that he one. He
1: does. He does. But well, you know, he's giving it to me real inside baseball, Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you okay?
2: No, you I don't like this. I don't like you. you want a tissue? <laughs> I don't
1: like the Mets.
2: I don't like anything about today so harsh, because of that game so last night. Today
1: just started off right for me, especially when you're sitting here and you're trying to like, this guy's wearing a Mets jersey into work, and it's the number 10 on the back, and it says Williams and Harry Douglas. The, the audacity. He's like, wait, wait, you're wearing Trevor Williams jersey? I'm about to go home right and now. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, 10 is my daughter. She was born on Take the 10th. Take me home right now. I was born on the 10th, and Williams is my
2: damn name. Because I threw out the first pitch. I'm, I'm. First of all, Jay, you are now the most famous Mets fan. There aren't, there aren't that many Mets fans. Uh, we'll you're like Nas. their big signature we'll take athlete. Uh, we we'll Nas. Okay. Nas is from Queens. It doesn't even count. If How you're does it not count the count borough, if you're from Queens? You're from
1: How the does does borough. How does it not count that's where you're What are you supposed to
2: do? I will tell y'all
3: this. When you look at the AL and you look at the wild card spots, the Toronto Blue Jays. If I'm the Yankees, I would not, and I, and I understand that the Yankees have gotten the best of them so far this season, but since firing their head coach, uh, Matoyo, since firing him, they are 9-1. They the, are 9-1 Here's the right
2: problem now. with the Yankees right now. This is my concern for the Yankees, and you can say this about any team, but the way starters are used nowadays, and the way pitchers are used generally, they go so hard, they throw so intensely, that injury is always a concern. And the Yankees have a very good starting staff, but it's not deep at the front of it, right? Mm. So what I mean is Nestor Cortez is a real pitcher, but he doesn't have the stuff of a frontline guy. He does it with guile, okay? A little lefty, right? And Jordan Montgomery's a big lefty, but also, and he has the stuff of a mid-rotation guy. These are good starting pitchers. They're valuable commodities, but they're not 100-mile-an-hour throwing flame throwing, fire breathing killers, I do right? I feel
1: like the Mets have Montgomery's number though, and he was struggling. He was struggling. He was struggling. Okay, struggling so that's so, so 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 that's time.
2: that's two guys. Tyon is a has stuff, but he's also not front end. Mm-hmm. The Yankees have two guys who could lead any staff with their stuff. That is Garrett Cole and Severino. Yep. And the issue is and the real problem with the Yankees in recent years, the reason they haven't won the World Series since zone nine is Cashman and, and Hal Steinbrenner have been reluctant to do what it takes to bring in a real ace at the top of the rotation when the moment was right. They weren't willing to give up enough prospects, enough cash, whatever it was. So Verlander went to the Astros, etc., etc. So here's the issue. Severino came back from surgery and got, seemed to be, oh, he's going to be all the way back by the playoffs. He got hurt again. Mm-hmm. And his uh, availability... And ability to be a front-end guy will determine whether or not the Yankees win the World Series this year. If they have a a bona fide ace-type pitcher to go next to Garrett Cole, they got the two hammers at the top of the rotation. If they don't, they have one genuine ace and a bunch of guys who the, the night has to be right for them. That's my biggest concern with the Yankees. But that's a good problem to have. You have two top now. flight guys, but one of them is not the 100% right now. The has
1: kept you guys in so many games this season.
2: And they have a lot of injuries in the bullpen now, too.
1: Yeah, We'll get a chance Those to see that. Those Astros are coming. Tonight. And Chapman, I mean, I know he hasn't been playing Furlander well. Ferlander and Valdez. do better last Ooh. night.
2: Know what the problem with Chapman is? When he got to the league with Cincinnati, uh-huh. No one ever threw 105 miles an hour. The dude was a standard deviation different than everyone else in terms of his stuff. Not only is he declining, he's still got stuff, but now he's in a league where everyone throws 100 miles an hour out of the bullpen. So his stuff ain't that special anymore. It's still really, really good. He's a good relief pitcher. But it's not different like it used to be. And on top of that, it's declined. Yeah. So, so like he's 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 a good reliever. He's not an incredible reliever anymore.
1: Uh, back to the real team. I just want to say for a second, <laughs> yeah. as as Scherzer oh, and so Degrom coming into form. I mean that you talk about
2: that's that's DeG- scary. Scherzer is a Hall of Famer, and Degrom is when he's healthy the best starting pitcher in baseball. I mean,
3: then you have I mean Bassett has been decent too. Yeah, Bassett's been decent. We've seen Walker last night. Man, the trumpet comes in and closes things out. But I'm not worried at all. You want to know why?
1: Because you're a diehard Braves fan.
3: I get it. You want to know why I'm not worried at all? Because those Atlanta Braves are coming. You want to know, you want, why are
1: you using the Cat Williams voice first? Of off? Braves. I'm just trying to think Braves. of what happened. The Yankees,
2: <laughs> the last time the Yankees and Mets played in the World Series together, they played in the World Series. I'm trying to remember Sorry, Max. Bring it back then, to what matters but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. And the Yankees Braves. also played the Braves twice in the world. Just trying to remember what happened. Who won all those World Series? Uh, what oh, have you done? Oh that's right. What have you done for me lately? Not Tino? enough. That's not since oh I nine, mean, not enough. That would be a good clap back for you right now. Yeah. What have you yeah. done
1: for me lately? They like to keep talking about 2009 and talking uh, about 22.
2: Yankees are going to win it all this year. Because
1: the last time
3: I checked, the Braves are the defending World Series champions. Champions. I
1: hate both of you. Defending. So it's going to be a long day for you, Max. Oh, God. This day is so bad. Long day for you. (laughs) I hate it so much. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. A lot of people always talk about, uh, because I know yesterday we talked a lot about Juan Soto, right? Mm -hmm. And I got a chance to listen to Peter Rosenberg and Michael Kay and all those guys. Uh, yesterday in the car and they're having a really kind of passionate conversation about, oh, he will be a free agent 2025 and it's like say like, well, I, and somebody I forget was making a point about like there's so much stuff that's happening in the world, right? Like I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, yet alone 2025. Like, aren't, aren't you a contention to win today, now? Like, why would you wait? If you have a chance to have a guy, 23, 24 years old, in his prime. Because he doesn't guarantee you.
2: Ever- because you're in a position to win the World Series now. He doesn't guarantee you that you're going to win it this year. And you'd have to give up being in a position to win the World Series on an ongoing basis in order about, to acquire you're, But you're talking
1: him. to me about prospects have a chance to be Juan Soto. You're right. It's Juan a phil- Soto is Juan Soto. Well, here's, so here's stop, the other talk, issue. stop wasting your time about all these guys. That oh, This guy have a chance of five years to be Like, you know what this is now.
2: here's the other issue okay Juan Soto you have to give up an enormous percentage of your payroll enormous I know there's no there's no salary cap but there is a very difficult luxury tax and a repeater's tax and teams are loathe especially cheap Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner, you're so cheap as a Yankees owner, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's disgraceful.
3: Which, by the way, was a topic last night at the The baseball The Yankees should always
2: have, by far, the biggest payroll in baseball. You make the most money. You're in the biggest market. You have the greatest team. You have the most fans. There's zero excuse to not have the biggest payroll in baseball. I don't want to hear about your luxury tax problem. Joe Lacob pays it in San Francisco. That's what what Legreco was saying yesterday. Right, he's right. Legreco's completely right. He's a Mets fan, and he's completely right. That's right. Now look. That's right. So he here's is the issue player. with Juan Soto. Not only do you have to pay him all that money, you have to give up all the prospects to get him, but here's the other thing. he. Everyone talks about what an incredible hitter, hitter he is. He's a great offensive player. But as I've mentioned, he doesn't play up the middle. He doesn't play catcher, shortstop, second base, center field. He, those are the athletic positions, yeah. and those players... They can d- evolve into the kind of the type, not saying as good as Soto, but that type of player, patient, draw walks, hit for power. You're not going to run the bases as well. You're not going to play defense as well because you're an older player. Juan Soto has nothing to evolve into. He is what he will be. And here's the issue. The, the player he most reminds me of offensively, people talk about Ted Williams because he's left-handed and he draws a lot of walks, is Frank Thomas. The original next Ted Williams guy from the right side was the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. The big Hurt. And Frank Thomas, he was the original Albert Pujols, also the same kind of hitter, but Pujols was a little more athletic. Frank Thomas was, he's the next Ted Williams, he's going to be the greatest hitter ever. Him and Ted Williams at Babe Ruth, and then the second half of his career, he was not the same. Uh, Albert Pujols, same thing. He's the next Ted Williams, he's the, but from the right side, of, second half of his career. And he's still good, but he's not the same. Soto reminds me of especially Frank Thomas as a hitter, but also Albert Pujols, but from the left side. I don't think 10 years from now, right? Now, I do think three or four years from now, he's going to be really good. And so if the Yankees were to give up a lot to get him, I think he'd be a great addition. But the idea of the fact that that Boris wants a 15-year deal and he wants the average, if, if you're paying this dude $50 million 12, 13 years from now, you probably regret it. So, I, you know, it's tough, Jay. It's not so cut and dried. I understand. I get it. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, if they put him in the outfield with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo <laughs> Stanton, <laughs> Yeah, okay. I
1: was going to say, for all Oof. the stuff that you told me about, great. Oof. Good. They beat so- it's,
2: sounds okay, but <laughs> you still want that when it's all said and done. High on base percentage. I, batting average could be like he could be doing it by hitting the ball. A little more. I like guys who hit the ball. I mean, I like patient hitters. Can I, can I also tell you one last thing as yep. a Mets fan?
1: Just for me with Buck Walter, like knowing growing up a Yankee, like yep. playing seven years in our farm system, like he is one of the best managers in baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. meeting him, seeing his composure, seeing his relationship with all the players, seeing how he's able to push people the right way. It's just that the culture is so different with him.
2: It's just a, it's a transition process that is really cool to see in real time. He was the guy for the Yankees. In The the Yankees hit a a dry, like the worst period of my life as a fan was the late 80s because they went all in to try to win in 87 and 88. They didn't have the pitching. And then Steinbrenner got booted from baseball, so they weren't spending any money. 89, they were awful. 90, they were awful. 91, they were awful, just awful. Prime years of my high school life. Oh, it was terrible. Then they get Buck Showalter in there, right? And he was the manager in the minor leagues, and he saw Bernie Williams coming and Derek Jeter, come, you know, like all these guys were coming up that system. And he was the manager when the '95 they made the playoffs as the first year of a wild card after the strike-shortened season. It was shortened a little bit in '95 too, but after '94, he he was the guy who managed that team when they made their first playoffs since 1981 and then they got rid of him and brought in Joe Torre. Kind of like, in a way, not in terms of the culture, and everything but in a way, kind of the Mark Jackson of baseball, right? He's the guy you bring in to develop your whole team, and then when you think you're going to win, you bounce him and bring in the other guy, and the other guy gets all the credit. Buck Walter has not been given the chance to show what he can really do if you leave him alone and let him manage the team long term. And maybe the Mets are about to find out.
1: I hope so. I hope not. But today's a great day. <laughs> used to love <laughs> buck Showalter. now I a pox did. on your
2: house buck walter a <laughs> hey, um Keyshawn j will max presented by progressive insurance get a business insurance quote online in as little as six months visit Progressivecommercial.com. for the 49ers are, are committed to trey lance as a starting quarterback guys thank god we can get off that godforsaken topic of the mets winning yesterday here is head coach kyle shanahan on moving on from jimmy g
0: Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have
3: been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen, uh,
0: and it did. He needed to do it, so there's no ill will there at all.
2: So, because of the surgery, he hasn't been moved. I understand that. People want to see what he looks like. You know, um, we, said, we talked about on this show, Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you here for this when we were, uh, we were kind of like rattling off the quarterbacks, at least I was, that I think are different? And Dak Prescott is in that group. So is Kyler Murray. There are 13 quarterbacks who are, you got that guy, you got a guy, you're not looking anymore. I don't think Jimmy G is in that group, but I think he's at the top of the next group, right? I think he's a, my Madden rating for him would be a, 87 he's like the first b plus you'd be 87 as opposed to what 83 <laughs> i th- no. 83 is a b minus
1: 84
2: so so there's aaron Rodgers and patrick mahomes i wouldn't mind giving and tom brady him a b minus i wouldn't yeah. mind giving him like, a okay you're, so you're, who's you're, a b plus what?
3: I don't know, Max. I don't want to go through who's like a B plus. We're, through, we're talking guess. about Jimmy G. Okay, Jimmy B- minus right there. So you want to say a B? I, I you want to give him a, a B-, B? B?
2: Who'd you read that? I have? think he's more B B minus. Jimmy G or Tannehill? You want to call him an eighty six? Then he's the he's a high B because because Tannehill, Jimmy G. You don't have to worry about what Tannehill did in the playoffs. If they had Jimmy G, they would probably go to the Super Bowl last year. The Niners had Jimmy G. That. They went you to the NFC so? Championship game. They got past Aaron Rodgers. You act like Jimmy G is the only reason why they're going to NFC Championship. No, no, no you,
3: it, it has to be a run game. Has to be defense. Like, and but Tennessee Tannehill has
1: that.
2: Yep.
3: Has that. No, yep. well, I hear you. So I mean, and I, I was at the game. If, he's, I, I wait, was if, if he's, that he's on the game. Colts,
1: if he's on the Colts last year, what do the Colts do? I still don't know if they get over the hump. Yeah, I, I still don't know if they get over the hump. But by the way, I was the one that, all, that said because on Carson Wentz didn't play bad last year until it mattered most. But to in big man. moments, he That's didn't. Like he well, didn't you
3: act play. like Jimmy G comes through in big yeah, that's moments. What I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm
2: saying. Jimmy G has messed up in big moments, but he's no,
1: no, also see, see, come through no, no, in no, big no, no, moments. No, 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 no. He's see, done I, both. Let me, let me just go here right, real quick, Harry, before you give your breakdown. See, this is what, this is what Max is going to do.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: He's going to talk himself into elevating Jimmy G, that he's going to reason with himself, and next thing you know, he's going to say, hey, the Giants, we need to bring him in. Because and I don't want you to do that to yourself. You see don't right through me, Jay. Will into Jimmy G being the answer for the Giants because I don't think he is.
2: I don't. Wait. I don't I, think. Wait, not, what what do you not, have,
1: yeah. uh, great wise? What do you have, Matt Ryan?
2: Okay. See, Matt, Matt Ryan. More, I'm not, see, Matt what, Ryan. What you have him Matt Ryan is, is ahead of scale. Jimmy G. Yes. And what do you have him? Barely. I would say if Barely. I'd say Matt Ryan is an eighty-seven. If Jimmy G is an eighty-six.
1: No, I would give Jimmy G a eighty.
3: So I said eighty three, eighty four. You're giving out eighty eights, eighty seven. Okay, mate, man. listen,
2: there are thirty two quarterbacks. There's not that many people that's supposed to be right, on the A
3: on the A line anyway. F- fair enough. But what, what I'm saying is about? the
2: thirteen quarterbacks that I think of as you got a guy you're not looking anymore, like yeah. you're good. Yeah. The bottom of that to me is Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. Okay? Right. And if you include Matt Ryan in that list, then Matt Ryan will be the last guy. Or he's or maybe he's just ahead of Jimmy G to the top Jimmy of the G next over list. Dak? No. Okay. So, and and so if you want to say that those guys are B pluses, or I guess out of thirteen, you could argue they're Bs. And so, oh, fine. The Jimmy G is the first B Thank minus. You. He's an 83. Thank you, you Matt. Oh, Thank you, him, Come man. along. Okay. Thank you. Fine. <laughs> I'm glad we worked. I'm glad we worked to get He's there. Fine. I mean, technically, I'm so sick of technically, you, Harry, if you're middle J. of the pack. You're supposed to be a C, but no one, everyone knows C's not good.
1: <laughs> so I gave you slightly above yeah. that. Give me a B minus. But
2: slightly then the highest that. B minus. <laughs> The nice, highest B minus <laughs> because there are three different B minuses at How least. How many no, levels there are, four. are there? 83, 82, 81, 80. Those are all B minuses. Four B minuses. <laughs> you had to be one hell of a student. Oh, I thought eighty three. Your teacher, your teacher. No, eighty four is no, no. Eighty three, eighty two, eighty one, eighty. Yeah, that's. 84. Oh, I, I thought eighty four was a B minus. You imagine no, Eighty four a B. Home, his teacher gave him a B minus. Like,
1: mom, look, I did it. Oh. I was the highest level B minus, there is. I Let me tell you something. Proud of me.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you something, before computer, I used to intercept my report cards.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't oh, want them looking at around. that report card. Oh, we
2: see to it, too. My boy Peter would do
1: it. Yeah, he got the seal from the school, St. Joe's. Oh, i break it down. It was bad.
2: It was when I was a kid. If they went to parent-teacher I conference, Yeah, like, your parents ever go to student, parent-teacher so. conference? Yeah. Oh, it was such a bad night when they went to parent-teacher conference. Because con- they found oh. out the truth. Oh, it was so bad.
3: So I always had good grades, but I always had like U's in conduct in every class. Yeah. Why? why? I guess because I I mean, when you're smart and stuff, and you're you're done doing work, like you you need other things to do.
1: That's Max's life.
2: Always had good grades, but in the public schools back in the day in New York, they used to have two columns. There was the academic side it went up to excellent, and then there was the behavioral side had satisfactory to unsatisfactory. Yeah, I was a use. And one teacher, this this is when I really caught it. Still feel this one. (laughs) My dad came home; he was not happy. who gave me an unsatisfactory and And self-control in red, in red. The whole thing was in black. And this, (laughs) she actually took out a red thing and put it in red. You almost called her something else. (laughs) She had to resign in disgrace years later, but I'm happy about that. All right. What does Kyler Murray's homework clause say about how the NFL views black quarterbacks? Coming up, Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas in for Key, ESPN Radio.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The recently signed extension of Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray includes a rare clause that requires him to study film for four hours per week during the season.
1: Obviously, there's language stipulated in this contract that proves that this dude is not in love with the process to be great.
2: This is another sign that this is a bad contract. When somebody is some way and you give them money, it makes them more what they are. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: I can't stand the rain.
2: We have Jason Reed right now, ESPN senior NFL writer. By the way, guys, author of, and I quote, The Rise of the Black Quarterback, What Mm. It Means for America. This is the right guy to talk to right now about this subject. America or America
1: with just the M.
2: America? No, I think America. It's what it means for America, Jay.
1: Two different Americas.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um... Jason, how are you? Good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning.
6: Hey, I'm doing well, Max. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. We're doing, doing good, okay. Jay. Good mean, to have
2: you on, brother. Jay's doing better than me because the Mets beat the Yankees last night. It's but, a good day, uh, Jason. Know. It's a good day. What is uh, what, do you you think, what do you think Kyler Murray's homework clause what does it say? Does it say anything? about the way the NFL no. views black quarterbacks I mean is is there there is there this burden that every african-american quarterback has to represent a group rather than just himself does it say anything about that
6: in your view no Matt I, I don't I don't look at it um, in, in that matter I don't look at this situation in that matter um, you know when I when I went to Arizona to talk to, to Tyler for the book um, more than a year ago now you know, Kyler, look, he's a very good quarterback. There's no question about that. AP, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. That team has made progress under him. Now, we can talk about the things that have surrounded him, the questions about how much does he love it, the, the questions about body language and those types of things. And he's a work in progress. There's no doubt a, about that. But I can't try to draw a link between this clause, this, this homework clause, for, for lack of a better way to put it, and making a statement about all Afri- Af- African-Americans at the quarterback position overall. I think this is specific to Kyler. And in talking to people throughout the league about this, like I think most of us have ever since this contract uh, information came out, like no one has ever seen anything like this. And from a from an enforceability standpoint, it's, it's going to be very hard to do that. Now, let me say this. I have talked to head coaches, and, I, and who I, I've asked them, hey, how would you even know? And they said, well, remember, the, the thing is, is that the information is provided by the team. So you could ask him questions if you really wanted to push this and be like, okay, if he's studying it, you could embed things in there to see if he's doing it, to check up on him. But no one wants us to get to that point. They guarantee the guy $105 million signing, $160 million for injury. He has the second biggest guarantee behind Deshaun Watson." And they do believe in him. And I've talked to people in the organization. Look, he knows the playbook. The best case scenario around this, they want this to inspire him to do more. But clearly it's a situation that has brought a lot of pressure now on him and his organization Anytime if something goes wrong.
1: Thank you, Jason, for saying that because I I felt the same thing, that this is more of a Kyler Murray thing than it is – the NFL's view or stereotypes there that have been perpetuated over the years of black quarterbacks. I do want to transition that from Kyler Murray to Lamar Jackson because how do you think this will affect the new deal of Lamar Jackson?
6: Well, here's the thing, will He's going to get paid more because, you know, you talk to agents about these situations. There is no comp in between Kyler, who's had a, a great beginning of his career, even with all the questions, he has done it on the field. He's a pre, two-time Pro Bowler, AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. But there's no comp between him and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the only other quarterback other than Tom Brady to be a unanimous winner of the AP MVP award. What Lamar Jackson has done in getting to the playoffs to this point in his career. He does have a. You know, he has had great success in the playoffs, but he has a playoff victory. Kyler's guarantee for injury is 160. His guaranteed signing was 105. You have to pay Lamar Jackson considerably more.
2: More than Deshaun Watson, too. Right? The more I think about it, talking to Jason Reed, ESPN senior NFL writer uh, and, and author of Rise of the Black Quarterback, what it means for America. The more I think about it, Mike Tannenbaum is on my afternoon show on ESPN this just in. And and he's been saying like, hey, this is an easy negotiation. If I'm Lamar Jackson's agent, I don't need a penny more than two thirty, but I won't take a penny less guaranteed, because that's what Deshaun Watson got. But the more I think about it, Jason, he has no off the field issues like Deshaun, and he has done more as you just mentioned than Kyler, and there's no one's questioning his leadership or maturity. Uh, not, not not not. And he's also put up better numbers and won MVPs. Everything you just mentioned, um, and those are the last two guys up. I think he needs two fifty, right? Like he needs to reset the market, Lamar now, doesn't
6: he? Well, typically that is what always happens. Whenever a franchise quarterback, a franchise caliber quarterback, a guy who's had success, a guy who's been the Pro Bowls, whenever they come up, they reset the market. Now, the knock against Lamar is is that he is not as an accomplished of a passer as Deshaun Watson and or really for that matter Kyler Murray people will tell you. And Lamar gets dinged because He's not great in the drop-back game as some of these other guys. But here's what I would submit about Lamar. In week five last year, look, the Ravens had a ton of injuries, a lot of problems. They, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. But in week five last year, Lamar showed the type of passer he can be in lighting up the Colts mm-hmm. in a victory. And there are metrics that I could throw out here to show to you that, that Lamar is, has improved as a passer. But I'm not going to do that because really it's about the eye test and it's about W. But, Max, I am with you in this. He has has no he has had no off-the-field issues. He has an MVP. He's an unfinished product. I don't know if the number's 250, but I do believe that go, with this negotiation, Baltimore's going to have to get this done now, and, and there's been some hard feelings, and I think they're going to have to show him, hey, here is the love based on what you've done and where we think you're going to go. Is it 250? I don't know. But but it 's got to be and to be, be fair,
2: Jason, to be fair, he was having his best season carrying a team that had nobody because of injury, and he 's been remarkably durable, and yet he he got you know listen Brady lost a season to injury, Rodgers, all the greats have been injured he this was his injury year, right, and so as he 's showing oh wait a minute i 'm the best player on earth in at least three separate weeks and winning by the way, also passing the ball. The, the season was cut short by injury. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that the eyeball test says this past season, Lamar, and also he's a month younger than Joe Burrow, right? Like, I, I, look, I take guys yeah. over Lamar, but he's, he's younger than all of them. Um, what do you want yeah. readers to, to learn from your, from your book, The Rise of the Black Quarterback, What It Means for America?
6: Max, I like people to come to this book with an open mind and be willing to learn the story of one of the most marginalized groups in the history of professional sports, black men who played the quarterback position or attempted to play the quarterback position in the NFL and read it and gain an understanding of how they became one of the most powerful groups in the history of professional sports. Look at the, look at the money rankings, look at the MVPs, look at, the performance of what these guys have done. This is a story a hundred years, more than a hundred years in the making because of what, where the NFL was and where it is now. And I'd like people to just have an open mind about the things the pioneers went through, that they endured, that they have to continue to struggle through to get these guys, help these guys stand on their shoulders and get to where they are now.
2: That is Jason Reed, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN senior NFL writer. Um, Jason, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Appreciate the insight. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate you, man.
6: Thank you, guys. Appreciate you.
2: So, we have much more. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max coming up. Harry has been furiously taking notes, studying something. He's got some stuff prepared. He's going to. No, Max, when I was about to to ask my question, you butted in. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, well, I look over at Harry, no. and he's
3: down with his nose. So I'm like, "Okay, I, I might listening. as well ask something. What, when I was about to ask my question, you started talking, Max. Well, that
2: happens a lot on this show, apparently.
6: <laughs> is what
2: now I'm waiting for someone else to talk. See, this is what happens when I wait for other people to talk. Nothing. <laughs> Much more coming up. Keyshawn J. Williams, Max, ESPN Radio.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do.
1: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Yesterday was the premiere of a a dope documentary that is out that everybody should check out. It's called NYC Point Gods, done by Kevin Durant and Rich Climate 35 Ventures. And Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics star of the Celtics was there on hand. And he was asked about how he feels about Kevin Durant. Now, the interesting thing was, obviously, he said the right thing, guys, right? He's like, well, look, I love my teammates, But the the timing of all this, the timing of Brad Stevens potentially trying to make a trade utilizing Jalen Brown in the last couple of days, you know, it seems like the Nets wanted Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, uh, Jalen Brown, and a draft pick, which the Celtics weren't willing to give up. And now Jason Tatum is seen at the premiere of Kevin Durant's executive producing role in NYC Point guards. The timing of all of it is just... It's crazy. It, it does lead me to think, though, if Jason Tatum and KD were paired, like, would that be the best duo in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to stop it. Kawhi, that. Paul George, I mean, they're there. But they have to be healthy. They have to be healthy. They have to be healthy. And so offensively, of
2: healthy. defensively, Kawhi, Paul George got it clearly. Got it. Offensively, KD and Tatum got it clearly.
1: Right, defensively, they wouldn't be that far off either. I know, I know even if you're saying KD made a step back, with what you've seen the improvement of Jason, from Tatum. Jason Tatum defensively Correct. and what you've seen them do recently in the playoffs. No, I would, say, I, I would say
2: the difference between their defense and offense would be the same. Like, like KD and Tatum would be as much better offensively than Kawhi and Paul George as the other guys would be better defensively than them.
1: A healthy brawn, a healthy AD. You can yeah. throw them
3: in the mix. But they have to –
1: they, if they're healthy. I mean, our boy Alan Yates has jumped in my ear and said he might still like Paul George over Tatum. And here's what I will say about this because we haven't talked about Paul George, which we will a lot this upcoming year. Because I'm going to put that pressure on the Clippers because they're my favorite to come out of the West. They have the best yes, roster. I've said in that the NBA. with Golden Ty Lue is getting it done without his stars, right? man.
2: Ty Lue is no Paul joke. Paul
1: George is one of the realest players in the league that nobody talks about. Who he has come up too small too
2: often I, in the playoffs, I,
1: I, and that's that's the frame of reference that people will go back to in the bubble. I'm just trying to tell y'all, skill wise on the court, yeah, and a lot of people can do it the way. No, Paul no, George he's a two-way stud and he's,
2: he's long, man. Yeah, man, he it, can also shoot. He can do that, a lot of stuff.
1: That Dame Dollar hit that shot in your in your face
3: to end the game. And man, in. moments, Once again. Gets time. Everyone, time. Once again you
1: know. Moments, yeah. Not the complete body of saying, work. I hear, saying. You, I hear. what hear. saying. I'm saying on the court, ain't too many people touching Paul George. We're right? back in ten seconds.
2: I'm following the money on this one. They guaranteed
1: Sam Darnold $18.8 million.
2: He's going to be the starting quarterback. The pieces are in place in
5: Carolina. If they play to their capability, this team gets in the playoffs.
2: Baker Mayfield is your best bet in Carolina. If I'm
3: betting on myself, then I completely double down.
5: And if he does start an opening day, Carolina versus Cleveland, Baker will certainly have a lot to play for on opening day.
1: Rock the Bells. Before L was licking his lips all the time. This
2: song hit one of the hardest songs ever to drop. Like, certain songs dropped and was like, oh my God, like an earthquake. This is before your time. Why did Jay just lick his
3: lips like he was LL Cool J? Jay, you, what when are I'm you in the doing? Shower, like, I. Whoa, I, I, whoa, Hey, why hey, don't hey. you let me finish Hey, right? hey, hey, Max, I don't know what this song You didn't even say pause. You <laughs> just say, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you have those hey, moments yo. in the shower where you be singing the lyrics of songs. You be like, "Damn, I sound just like him, yo! I can do this. I sound just <laughs> like him." Bathroom? Don't even have to be in all the shower. Of it, yeah, all, every time I go into the bathroom, I'm singing a different song. Damn. Like, that. I sound just Jay. Like, I could be on the toilet. I'm singing. Yeah, I sound just like 112. I sound just like my Noah.
2: LL. What LL was was obvious, and there's some people that's obvious about LL was a star. Forget about just as a rapper. The reason he's still around 30, what, 35 years later, 30 more, 37 years later, 38 years later, is because the dude was a star. And a star, A guy that much intrinsic stardom ain't going anywhere. Ice Cube, a star. Mm. LL, a star. Those guys were, happened to be rappers, but really what they were, were stars. Oh, it also helps when the ladies love you. <laughs> like it helps a lot, Max. That, helps. that plays a
3: big part in it, too. Ladies when I'm love
2: alone cool in jam. my
1: room...
3: <laughs> yeah. I need love. <laughs> doom,
2: doom, doom. Marcellus I need and love. I once had a big debate about that, and he he claimed that that song, I think it was that one, was like one of the most influential songs ever because it transitioned rap into like a whole new like you it could, could you, you could, 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 could sell it differently. Yeah.
3: yeah, I laid on my jacket so you can walk over a puddle. I need love. I need, I need love. love. I need
4: it now.
0: Doom, doom. <laughs> and then Drake took it to another level. Marble i will say Drake. Jake, Jake, Jake would be the looked. first
3: person to actually express how men feel, but men were scared to express how they felt. Facts. Drake is the first All one day. to do that. Yeah. Talking yeah,
1: Drake, about exes, Drake, Max. You're looking. Drake changed the look things, on man. your face. Max just looked like a disappointed dad. I know. He's like, "Did you guys just transition from LL to Drake?
2: You skipped a whole lot of people." <laughs> Skip the whole like, there are people between LL and Drake. Who, who are Talking <laughs> yeah, that's about a some stuff. This
1: whole other segment, man. whole other segment.
2: I mean, Rock him. i seen her on the subway on the yeah, way to Brooklyn. I know it's a different yeah. thing, but still. But we're talking
3: about a different yeah, side. Yeah, like, yeah, You know what I mean? That yeah, yeah internal. Yeah. You're talking about
2: internally what's going on with you. Yeah. And the, by the way, they talk about like great writers and novelists, the same thing. It's not just about what happens next, it's about what's happening inside the character and stuff like that. Like the inside. song
3: by Drake, Trust Issues. A lot of men have trust issues. I have Drake them, sung about that. I what have them. You.
2: I have them
1: trust for, issues, sure.
4: for sure, for sure. You guys that, are very that care Sensitive. package. A care right. package
1: album, boy. Mm-hmm. Every song, you don't know what I'm talking about, Max. Care I say Pat- care package. Guy. Max, is like what? I'm just telling you. Play that out. By the way, it's like every some, song. It's like some of those I mean, Nicolas
2: Cage movies you talk about. Certain every, things I'm
1: not. I get just lonely not, too. They're not oh marketing my, it to every, me. Every every <laughs>
2: song in care package. I'm
1: telling you. Ma- I mean, Max see, is Max like, said, I get lonely I too. What the hell is, is I get in? lonely hey, too? Hey, I don't think Max is getting to his bag of emotions as much though. Hey, now nah, we're gonna have to get it because I like, mean
2: Yates, Yates, tragedy, Gaddafi, blood type. That I, that that's talking to me. You know, I don't I mean, know about I, it. I send them too, but like
1: whenever Drake dropped new music, it feel like it's happening in my life. So I send those songs that resonate with me. a Couple lines. I send mm-hmm. them see? to all my exes, and they have to, they have to read the messages. See, and <laughs> I, I got two for you. I got one that I know Kiwa rock with. 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Oh, yes. Oh, key all day long, and that. And then another one for you, which me and Harry are trying to put Max onto. Back in the days during our single days, 5 a.m. in Toronto, though. Oh, oh, oh
3: Max oh, don't know about oh, T dot. Oh, oh, Max thought you was the man. You thought you was the man, Max. you thought you was the man, Max. Oh no. One no, thing I'll no. say
2: about Drake, since we're on the topic, is there are only a handful of rappers who make the words do exactly what they want them to do. Like, people talk about Kanye as a rapper, overrated as a rapper. Kanye will allow the... He gets open, meaning meaning he'll allow the availability of a rhyme to actually influence what he's saying. It's obvious. And he also kind of very obviously sets up rhymes, right? Drake, um, Jay could do it. Uh, Lil Wayne could do it. Uh, Eminem could do it. They... Make the words say it, precisely Drake. what they want them to say. Andre three K. Yo, but to me, he's more of in a, like a Kendrick Lamar. Like on, he, he, hold on, hold it's on. a different style. I said when you
1: do a disservice to Drake for a second because I agree with you on could do it, but Drake took like being in the shower when you would say like uh, man, he started singing like man. That voice sounds whack. Drake was like, no, nah, that's that's the hook. That's right. dope. Like yeah, it's I'm a whole, whole new lyrics yeah. like
3: I remember he, Courtney on who Hoot, from Hooters on Peachtree.
1: I'm just singing saying. about
3: Courtney that he, that, that, that he was in love with on P Street out in Atlanta. Come on, man. the racial draft, so the Jews ignorant.
2: select Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had a bar mitzvah. I'm pretty me? sure yeah. Drake oh, had a bar mitzvah. 97%. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It's okay. You can be all things, baby. That's right. We ain't monolithic. We're all things. Mm. That's right. And so it makes see, us what, the human race. When you Hello. say we, you
2: mean the Jews, right? Hello. Hello. Oh, are you talk- <laughs> Jerry Jones says, <laughs> Jerry Jones, guys. Says he has faith in Mike McCarthy to lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. What else is he supposed to say? You know what I wanted people to ask, and no one asked this question specifically? I want to know, because this is reasonable. It's not an unreasonable question to ask. Not is it Super Bowl or he loses his job? Only one coach can win the Super Bowl in any given year, right? Not like does he need to make the playoffs? Man, you're in the NFC East. You got to come on, stop. And not only does a different team win that division every year, but you should wake the playoffs in the NFC East. It's a weak division, even though the Eagles are getting better. And now the Giants probably overtime. But I want to know this. Hey, Jerry Jones, does Mike McCarthy need to win a playoff game to keep his job? Not they make the playoffs, not win the Super Bowl. That's extremes. I mean, does he need To win a single play, if he does not win a playoff game, will he be the Cowboys coach next year? That is a legitimate question. Do you believe that Jerry Jones, are you buying that Jerry Jones really has faith in Mike McCarthy? Wasn't Mike McCarthy just the best coach he could push around or the coach with the biggest name who he knew wouldn't stand up to him? He needed a job. He got got, fired. He was with the real America's team, the Green Bay Packers. With Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, lost that job and got hired by the fake America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like
1: you were asking us the question, but then you answered the question.
2: This is actually, I started okay, to okay. tease a minute early, so I'm, I'm vamping.
1: Oh, ah, well, I'm stretching. Got it. I was a little bit confused. I didn't even oh, look at Harry. Is the Dallas Cowboys head clock. coach,
2: is that the toughest coaching job in all of sports? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. There it is. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.